coming to the third of five uh, studies on covenant renewal and thinking together of this event in the reign of Joash, uh, the covenant mentioned obviously in verse 16. Jehoiada made a covenant between himself and all the people and the king that they should be the Lord's people. Where do you go for a Chinese takeaway then? Maybe that is a question which has been asked at a family gathering or or a group of friends in, in your house. And your answer to that question has silenced the room. The room respond by saying, did you not know that that Chinese takeaway was named and shamed in the Arts Chronicle recently? You're stunned for a moment, but you gather yourself and, and, and you reply. Hopefully you can reply. Yes, but it's under new management now. They have a new chef, new code of practice. They've been hygiene checked. They have a new reputation and you press your point further by saying, and you should try it some evening. And it's this idea of a a new beginning which we have here in this chapter 23 of 2 Chronicles. We've been trying to highlight some particular, unique, distinctive aspect of covenant renewal in each of the studies that we've had and will continue to have. We've thought of Joshua 24 and the people gathering at the end of his life as he passes the baton over to new leaders and we emphasize that covenant renewal is a formal commitment It's different from our daily devotions and our commitment to Christ in our morning or evening devotions. It's different too from communion, though there's overlap between communion and covenant renewal. The the vows are based on the, the communion vows. But covenant renewal is a formal, public, collective, united, tangible commitment to Jesus Christ. We thought of the time of Asa and that incredible victory which God granted his people. Asa's army was half a million. The opponent's army was a million. And yet, by the supernatural power of God, God granted victory to his people. And as a response to God's grace, covenant renewal was engaged in. And as we think of our response and the promises which we will make in mid-September, we're doing this in response to the grace of God to us. That our commitment to the Lord is a reaction to God's gracious dealings with us in Jesus Christ. And so we come to this third Strain this third feature of covenant renewal, of it being a new beginning, a fresh start. And perhaps for you, for me, for all of us, the 18th of September will be a fresh start. A time where we draw a line, a thick black line 
under practices that we never intend to return to. A new beginning, a fresh start, the turning over of a new leaf, covenant renewal. There's three aspects of covenant renewal which we find here in 2 Chronicles 23 that we want to to reflect on, to grasp, to allow to to seep down into our hearts as we prepare for covenant renewal. The first is the removal of corruption. The removal of corruption. Athaliah, in verses 12 to 15, was queen for six years before Joash is set on the throne. She was a, a wicked ruler. She was greedy for power. She was dismissive of God's laws. She murders her rivals. The previous chapter has already told us. She's like those Herods that, that we read off in history. Some of those emperors who, who cancel out any opposition or any rival who appeared or emerged on the horizon. She was brutal. She was power hungry. She was dismissive of God's law. But in this time of covenant renewal, this person of evil influence and bad ethics was cut off from that position of influence and power which she had. Bad practices in verses 16 to 21 were also dealt with. Verse 17, Then all the people went to the house of Baal and tore it down. This is the immediate response of covenant renewal. In verse 16, they went to the house of Baal and tore it down. Athaliah had plundered the the funds and furnishings of the tabernacle. She had taken away the wealth and collection, emptied the bank of God's house, and she had re-diverted those riches and funds to the building up of the house of Baal, a false god, the god of the weather, the God of the thunder, the God of the storm, the God of the rain, and this agrarian land of Palestine looked to Baal instead of the true God for their harvest and for blessing on their fields. And she erected, even in the very city of Jerusalem, a shrine to Baal. But such was the impact, such was the effect, such was the overpowering rededication to God that this corrupt influence, this edifice to paganism and a false God was torn down. Covenant renewal, it removes corruption. Whether in places or whether in people. Will this covenant renewal be a time of removal of corruption in our life. Perhaps a person who has a detrimental influence on our walk with Christ just has to go. Someone who cools our affection for Jesus. Someone who rivals our full commitment to Christ 
like Athaliah. We'll just have to cut our ties of friendship and influence with a person. We've grown too close to them. They have too powerful a grip and influence over our affections. We're going to put Christ first. Christ Lord. Christ King. Maybe it's work colleagues that you're spending more and more time with and their language and their jokes and their excursions are detrimental on your life and commitment to Jesus. You'll have to pull back. No longer go with them. Perhaps it's a sports team or a reading group or some other gathering that you mingle with and their discussions and events are pulling you down. Covenant renewal is a time of removal of corruption. But secondly, it's a time for the restoration of church in chapter 24, which we we haven't read, but we see in verse number 5 that Joash decided to restore the house of the Lord. He decided to restore the house of the Lord. And in this chapter, we have this incredible account of this house of God neglected under Athaliah's reign, restored once again. And there's two elements in this restoration which are are accounted here in verses 4 to 13. There is the resumption of giving towards God's house. Joash, he didn't expect the the craftsmanship in the house of God and its restoration to be done for nothing. Nor did he impose draconian levies on the people as Solomon did in his reign. Rather, he turned to God's word and the principles of God's word in Exodus 30 and verse 16. Every 20-year-old when there was the, the registration or the numbering of God's people was to, were to pay a tax towards the upkeep of the tabernacle. And Jewish grasped that principle and he used this principle in his reign to gather funds to provide for the restoration of the house of the Lord. And in verse number 11 we read that they collected money in abundance alongside of the minimum, it seems, alongside of this this reasonable, this measured, this biblical tax that was placed on the 20-year-olds and up, people gave more. And such was the heart of this people in covenant commitment to God that they gave in abundance and that there was more wealth than enough to complete the project, covenant renewal, when our hearts are right with Christ, will affect our wallets. There will be an abundance of giving and contribution to the work of Christ. The second element identified here is worshipping in verse number 14, alongside of the practical restoration of the church buildings. 
There is the resumption of the daily sacrifices, morning and evening. The people coming, offering their sacrifices at the temple. The priests re-engaged, not in the house of Baal now, but in the house of the Lord. Offering the sacrifices of God. And in verse 14, all the equipment needed for worship to be engaged in the utensils. They were made, the dishes, the vessels, verse 14. Nothing was lacking to make God's worship possible, regular and efficient. For years now, and many of the main denominational sites in the UK, churches are up for sale. From the Shetlands, to Dundee, to Aberdeen, to York, to London, to Dover, church buildings are up for sale. Not because they're old, but because they're empty. But covenant renewal restores the church. A love for the church. An interest in the church. A desire for its worship. For every dimension of the church. There's a fresh flame of affection and eagerness for the church of Christ. Preachers often get it wrong in their approach, in their manner. Sometimes we go on about money and giving and we visit people to collect their envelopes. And all the time, what's needed is the hearts of God's people to be changed. Sometimes we mourn about the poor attendance at the evening service and at the prayer meeting when all the time the hearts of God's people were changed in covenant renewal. fresh interest in worship would be born. Covenant renewal removes corruption. Covenant renewal restores the church. And thirdly, covenant renewal refocuses on Christ. Covenant renewal refocuses on Christ. Maybe you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, well, this is some story, this. Appointing a a seven-year-old king, was that not a bit irresponsible? Putting the weight of a nation on a child, was that not a a, a bit foolish, foolhardy? What's going on here? The UK think that Kate and William are not ready for the reins of power yet. We're amazed that Queen Elizabeth, appointed at the age of 25, has done so well. It's rare. She's exceptional, we say. Here's Jewish, seven-year-old. He's placed on the throne and they sing, long live the king. But behind it all is a refocus on Christ. Jehoiada, he grasped the Davidic promise in verse number three. Behold the king's son, let him reign as the Lord spoke concerning the sons of David. 
Why remove Athaliah? Why place this young boy on the throne? It's because of the Davidic covenant. That covenant which includes the promise that from the line of David a king will come who will reign forever. And Jehoiada wants the nation to refocus on Christ, the descendant of the sons of David. See the weapons that are used by Jehoiada in the coop. He organizes it well, doesn't he? This is a, a secret underlying plan he he doesn't want Athaliah to get wind of this and gather her troops and supporters and be ready to oppose them when the moment comes and so he chooses the moment when the shift changes when one group of priests are heading home and the next group of priests are, are beginning their duties this moment this crucial moment when there's the maximum number of priests in the temple and people just at that moment the king is enthroned and he hands out to the people in verse number 9 the spears and the large and small shields that had been King David's. And he's linking them and their mind and their hopes to the promises of God, to those mighty days of David and his men when God's power was with them, when victory was theirs. This is your God, he's saying, the God of the descendants of David and the one who will come from David. Andrew Stewart, who, who writes on Second Chronicles, former minister in England, Manus, eh, makes this point. That seeing David's shields and spears were a tangible connection, a visible reminder of David's God, of his promise of a king who would live and reign forever. Some people put posters on their bedroom walls to inspire them. I, I heard of, of one person who had a picture of Beyonce on her wall to encourage her to head down to the gym. Here's Jehoiada. David's shields, David's spears to have this refocus on Christ. The people had a ruler. The people had weapons under Athaliah. But under Joash, they had a king who was the son of David. They had shields and spears connected to the victories of his reign. Under Athaliah they existed. But under Joash they lived in hope and service and commitment. And perhaps in our Christian life we're existing. We're struggling. We're going through the motions. And what we need in covenant renewal is a refocus on Christ. That we will not just exist in our Christian life. But that we will live with vibrancy. 
the enthusiasm and the earnestness and faith and humility. The removal of corruption. I was brought up in Perth, as you know, and in the very center of Perth is a church called St. John's. And it's claimed to fame, and it's quite a claim to fame, is that that was where the Reformation in Scotland started in 1559. John Knox, fresh from Geneva, full of enthusiasm from Calvin's teaching, preached a fiery sermon on idolatry in that church in 1559. And sometimes you, you could maybe head, if you're over in Perth, I encourage you to go to the church because you can go up a set of stairs onto, onto the roof and, and you look out over the city and far beyond. It's, it's the place to, to view the city from. But after that sermon, the congregation was, was so moved, so affected, so convicted that they pulled down the idols in St. John's. They left there and went to local friaries, grey friars and black friars, and they pulled down the idols there. Covenant renewal involves a removal of corruption. And we all have idols, don't we? For some of us, it's our car. For some of us, it's our house. For some of us, it's our work. Things that dominate. Things that take over. Things that edge out Christ. Preacher told us about his stamp collection getting stolen. And he admitted, I don't want it back. Taking up too much time. Or maybe for you and I, it's the fear of man. It keeps us back. What do my friends know that I go to church? What do my neighbors learn that I'm a Christian? What will they think of me? What will they say? How will they treat me? The fear of man restricts us in following Christ. Covenant renewal lets us see his glory and feel his love. enables us to overcome the restoration of church. One of the striking details in Professor's interesting book on the history of the college and the school of the prophets established, and I think it's 1854, if you check this, you know, with the historian here. I think it's around 1854. But the significant point is that the year before the college was established, the church engaged in covenant renewal. And the synod traces a direct connection between the covenant renewal in the denomination and the establishment of a college to train pastors. Covenant renewal restores a love for the church. And what a thing it would be if this happened to us here, for me, for the elders, for the deacons, for all the members, that a fresh love for the congregation was born in the moment of covenant renewal. A greater willingness to serve, a greater interest in one another, a greater desire 
to see the congregation grow and each member grow in the likeness of Christ. Covenant renewal restores the church. Lastly, covenant renewal refocuses on Christ. In my pre-teenage days in Perth, that place I mentioned just a minute ago, there was one name which was spoken of with great affection and admiration among our family. The name of a lady who lived in Bangor, and they still live in Bangor, Helen Rosevere, who went to the Congo as it was then, as a missionary. And she would come from time to time to the city of Perth and all the, the, the congregations, uh, churches in the town, the city would, would gather there. And I can remember as, as a young lad going along to these meetings and, and the place packed to the rafters to, to hear this missionary, Helen Rosevere. And she had many memorable stories, but, but the one that stood out for me was the one about her having gone to the mission field, young, enthusiastic, full of vibrancy and vision and drive. And one day, uh, an older missionary asked her to step outside, out into the baking sun and dirty ground. And she stood beside him and he, with his toe, drew a line in the sand the letter I and said to her that's you Helen it's all about you your drive your vision your effort your program it's all about you then he took his toe and drew a perpendicular line in the sand making a cross and said to her it should be all about him his kingdom his church his name and she took it on the chin and from that moment she sought to hide herself and exalt her saviour covenant renewal removes corruption restores the church refocuses us on Christ we all all love those words in Jonah don't we chapter 3 verse 1 the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time It was a new beginning for him, a fresh start. The slate was wiped clean. God was calling him again to serve him. Perhaps that will be our experience. Covenant renewal, a new beginning.